Cam hit a driver off the deck from like 280 or 290 or something on the 17th hole and it's a, it's a pin that's tough to get close to with a sandwich and he hit it to 12 feet with a driver. Um, so probably the shot of the tournament. This probably wasn't the shot heard around the world. This was like the shot heard around Melbourne, maybe. I got thoughts in my head, can't get them out. Trying not to think what I'm thinking about. I got thoughts in my head, can't get them out. Trying not to think what I'm thinking about. Hello, this is Alan Shipnuck back for another Fire Drill podcast. This is an extra special one. Joining us from Melbourne is uh, Jeff Ogilvie, as usual, but not as a podcaster, as the host of the Sandbelt Invitational, which just concluded moments ago. And his uh, sitting to his left. Well, Jeff, why don't why don't you introduce your guest? I gas her up a little bit. Um, well, yeah, this is um, probably the star of the show, um, second overall in the tournament, um, leading leading female in the tournament uh, Mamoka Kabori uh, she's had an unbelievable tournament she pushed Cam Davis all the way down the line all week she broke two course records this week Kingston Heath and Royal Melbourne I think um, so you don't break course records at Kingston Heath and Royal Melbourne every day you certainly don't do it both in, all in the same tournament so um, one of the stars of the show for sure pushed Cam all the way down to the last hole um, I didn't see any of her play today except for up the last because I was doing my thing too busy taking big divots and looking for balls in the rough. But um, <laughs> everyone I heard come off the course going, oh, my God, she's playing incredible. She's pushing Cam. What a battle. you got to go out there and watch it. So, uh, yeah, she put on a great show. Yeah, so, Momoka, congratulations. Um, what did it feel like to um, have a chance to win this tournament? You know, anytime you're in contention, obviously there's nerves and there's excitement and um, – but, you're, you know, obviously Cam Davis is a very established player. There's a lot of other – uh, well-known, you know, male touring pros on that leaderboard and you were racing past all of them. Like, just how exciting was that for you? Yeah, it, honestly, it was probably, um, I just wanted to, like, probably one of the most fun I've had on the course in a long time, I want to say, this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I got to play with Cam for the last three rounds, which was, you know, amazing, as we all know, you know, achieve some amazing things and just being able to watch what he does around the course as well, you know, just how he plays the ball and it's, obviously, you know, pretty different to how I do it. So it was actually like um, a lot to kind of, you know, take in for me. And, um, yeah, it was actually quite funny. Um, you know, like you said, you know, we all get, you know, the nerves and adrenaline going down the stretch. But it was quite funny. I think we were on the 17th hole today. So I had my coach Dom on the bag and I was just saying to him, like, I actually don't know what I'm shooting right now or what cameras or, what I don't know, how far behind I am or anything like that, which was, you know, like usually I – tend to kind of know where I'm sitting and, you know, I can't really help but to think about the score. But this week kind of, you know, it was – I think guess we were kind of so focused on trying to hit it in the same spots and, you know, I guess the course being so challenging, you kind of have to, you know, give yourself good place, you know, good shots in and um, put yourself in the right spot. So that was – in a way that was a, probably a unique experience I think for me. But um, just overall, I just honestly had so much fun out there. I think from, um, you know, I've heard the same thing from a lot of players, just such a unique opportunity to be able to play, um, you know, these four amazing courses on the sand belt, you know, all in one one week, which is, you know, it's, it's you know, you never get that opportunity anywhere else. So um, honestly, just, you know, big thanks to Jeff really is for putting this all together for all of us. And I think a lot of us, I mean, all of us just, really enjoyed our time out here 
So did your coach tell you where you were? I mean, did you know on the last couple of holes that how that you, you had a chance to snatch that trophy? We were kind of guessing. Um, we were like, <laughs> oh, I think I'm two under for the day and I think Cam's one ahead of you, but we're not really sure. <laughs> that was actually the conversation we had coming down, um, I think the 17th, the par five. Um, so I think we kind of had a rough idea, but we weren't really sure. We were like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like just do what we can, try to make two birdies last two holes and you know if that's enough to win it it is and if it's not it's not kind of we had that kind of pretty chilled out mentality going out there so that was you know that that was a lot of fun as well jeff wouldn't you love to have that kind of just mental clarity and contention just ah don't worry about just make birdies and like that's a a dream right i've never been uh well i guess sometimes when you just when you just black out and shoot 900 or something one day and you don't even know what you're doing in those days when you get in the zone or whatever but that's that's a handful of times in 30 years you know what i mean generally you know exactly what you're having and you you're either excited because you're playing well and you're in the lead or you're grumpy because you're not um usually very very aware but yeah this it's it's kind of part of this tournament i think is so it's still at a very pure place so there's not leaderboards everywhere um usually you're just hitting the face with where you're at everywhere you turn like i mean especially i mean the pga tour you're like there's a leaderboard everywhere and it's like you're seeing highlights from other people's holes on the screens all the time and like it's a whole different sort of vibe it's kind of nice to go back to pure people walking like spectators on the fairways everyone just four different courses i think sort of adds to that sort of it's an adventure you play 72 different holes in a tournament you know so to actually do well in the end is actually pretty nuts to be up the top of the leaderboard because that's as I said, normally you sort of get to th- you got Thursday, Fridays, but by the time you get to Saturday, you're kind of learning the course and working out how to play it. This one, you got a whole new course every day. I mean, they're all in similar condition, but they're all a little bit different. Uh, Kingston Heath was as tough as King, well, not as tough as it gets, but it was firm, fast. It's a really awkward course to play well. Kingston Heath, I find always. Um, Royal Melbourne is a challenge all of its own. Um, and then Yarra Yarra was really different. They have different greens. They have really fast power greens compared to the other three at Bend. Um, they all actually have a different grass on the greens, yeah. these these courses, which makes it sort of an adjustment every day. And that's sort of, I think, part of it because part of this tournament, it's, it's, it's a tournament to sort of showcase the golf courses. It's to um, give everyone an opportunity to sort of the amateurs a chance to play with the pros, the guys are players to change plans with the girls and all, I mean, everyone to play with everyone who we never get to play with each other. So that's really nice. But I think it's almost the perfect tournament for improving your tournament play because you have to learn a golf course really fast in the morning almost. And you're sort of learning along the way and you have to sort of make great decisions all the way around without sort of that three practice rounds and a couple of rounds under your belt sort of knowledge. You're just going bang, bang, bang. And it's a new hole every hole and um, different conditions every day, albeit similar conditions. Um, yeah, it's it's just a cool – it's just turned out – there's so many good things to this tournament that we didn't even think of. We just thought, well, let's just put a few people on the sand belt four days in a row and <laughs> see, what, see what happens. But there's so many sort of side sort of benefits to this tournament and good aspects that we hadn't even thought of until it actually happens and – this is our second one and it's all happened again. And um, just up in the clubhouse with a bunch of the players who played and spectators and all the people from the other golf courses all turned up today and stuff. And I've never had so many positive reviews of something, you know. It's just um, it's just turned out to be a really cool format and a cool idea and the clubs love it. And we had 
pristine weather for the first three days. I mean, Melbourne's traditionally quite changeable and up and down, but um, first three days were the best three days we've had in 2022 comfortably. I mean, it was like um, 25 Celsius every day, which for you guys is 80, 80 Fahrenheit every single day, no wind, which is really rare for Melbourne, or just a tiny bit of wind. And then today we had rain all morning, but it sort of got really nice at the end there. It was sort of a dark sky with thunderstorms, but it kind of got nice the last couple of holes and um, it couldn't have been better. Really good. And the course was so good. I mean, the conditioning is so ridiculous here, how good they all are. And they're all showing off to try to be sort of better than yesterday and they want to be the one that stands out amongst the four. And it's really difficult to stand out amongst these courses because they're all so good. Um, it's just a treat to come every day and get on these courses when they're trying to impress you, you know, and there's four of the best courses in the world all trying to impress you. They, they come up pretty good, you know. So that was great fun. Yeah, well, I mean, congrats to you, Jeff, because like you really you've pulled this off. I mean, um, and this this was kind of the best case scenario of the finish. I mean, Cameron Davis, PJ Tour winner, President's Cup, you had made a great showing there. Yeah, it was, it was you know, other than yourself, was probably the marquee player in the field, and to have to have him win it, but to be pushed to the, you know, part of the obviously the mission of this tournament is to bring men and women together to play together. And boys and girls. I mean, you have you have some teenagers, and um, so to to have Momoka like chasing down Cam like that—that's what you dreamed about, right? Uh, it was a yeah total dream, and to get the setup right, um, so it matched up because Cam hits at three hundred and thirty yards, right? Like it's a different sort of like level, and to match it up, and it obviously worked out pretty well, right? It seemed fair, I think. I think so. It worked out pretty well because. Um you know, I think it balanced out really well because uh, since we had some of the holes that were, you know, that played as reasonably easier par fives for us and tough par fours for the guys, and then there were also holes where, you know, we'd be teeing off similar holes, which then, you know, oh, similar tees, sorry, which then kind of balanced that out, I think, across the board. So I, I think it worked out really well, which, you know, I was, you know, it was really, really cool to see. I mean, it's obviously really tough to get that right i think to um you know you just it's so hard to get that balance right because it's just you know so many variables out there but i thought it was uh, you know playing really cool really good yeah i mean i guess we had the best guy in the field and the best girl in the field coming up the last separated by one shot so i guess it worked out really well so we don't do it total strokes we do it relative to par right um which is i think a better way to match it up mm -hmm. i think i think so. um yeah, and it worked out perfectly. Yeah, so um, Cam and Mocha were clearly the two best players in the field, and as I said, they were all separated by, or they were tied, I think, with two to play. Actually, I think so. Um, yeah. And Cam, by all reports, I didn't see it, but Cam hit a driver off the deck from like two eighty or two ninety or something on the seventeenth hole, and it's a it's a pin that's tough to get close to with a sandwich, and he hit it to twelve feet with a driver. Um, so probably the shot of the tournament. It's a shame it probably wasn't. <laughs> captured on live tv or something because it would have been like the shot of the year or something apparently um i was gonna say that sounds like like uh, like sarazen's um you know hole out at augusta it's you can which was the second playing of the masters that like, you need a shot like that to kind of help put things on the map so that's this probably wasn't the shot heard around the world this was like the shot heard around melbourne maybe <laughs> it's a start um well so momoka let's talk about what this this means for your career you know obviously you're 23 years old turned pro last year after having a very nice career at Pepperdine and you've had success on, on the developmental tours, but what will this week uh, do for you and, you know, to push you forward in, in your young career? 
Yeah, I think what kind of happened this week in a lot of areas, I feel like gives me a bit of confidence going into next season. Um, you know, just um, I guess, I mean, there's a lot of things that kind of happened this week, but being able to play um, kind of against the quality of the field that we were able to this week and on the courses that are, you know, set up, not easy at all, um, you know, even compared to um, just compared to any other courses around the world that we'll get to play. I mean, the setup of it is, you know, absolutely pure, um, you know, difficult, you know, there'll be difficult pins, you know, the condition of greens, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I think being able to kind of play the way um, I was able to um, kind of confirms that the stuff that I've been working on leading up to, you know, this week and the last few weeks have actually been um, a real positive, you know, being able to do that on a tournament, you know, there'll be things that we'll be working on at all times and we'll be, you know, just be on the range practice rounds. We'll be like, oh yeah, we've got them, but being able to do them in a, in a tournament situation like this is, you know, can sometimes be an entirely different story. So um, yeah, I think in that sense, you know, this was, such a great opportunity for me to be able to test that as well um you know in a proper tournament situation which you know we don't really we don't always get the chance to do and um you know now we're kind of going into the summer um christmas break kind of thing so i've probably got three four weeks to um work on a few things that i was able to kind of pick up on this week and so you know for me like this week i just got feel like i just got so much out of it really um kind of learned a lot about my own game you know, learned a lot about from watching the guys play as well um especially you know not to mention watching cam play but you know playing with mecca today and um you know, it was, it was actually, I find it really cool being able to play with the guys, you know, like watching them close up because, you know, we might play in the same tournament quite a few times, but we don't really, we often get to watch close up what they do. And I feel like there's a lot that um, we can kind of learn from, you know, how they play the game and um, that kind of stuff. So yeah, across the board, just got so much out of it. So really excited for um, the season coming up next year. Any, any fun little, um, tidbits you can share about like specific shots or uh, putting drills or anything that you you were able to witness this week that that it kind of clicked and you've you've already sort of incorporated into what you do i feel like i saw from the guys mainly because uh, i didn't really get the chance to watch the other girls this week but um i feel like compared to what i do i feel like a lot of the guys shape the ball really well into the greens which, you know, it's, it's being able to do that, I think a lot of times, is a, you know, can be a massive advantage depending on, you know, the pin placements, knowing the, you know, and using the contours of the greens, that kind of stuff. I feel like there's a lot of creativity that I saw throughout the week, you know, which, you know, I think there were a couple of times I was watching and be like, oh, I'd probably play it like this kind of picturing it in my head, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes it'll be similar and then sometimes it'll be like completely different. I'd be like, oh, wow, like I did not think of doing that. So, you know, there's a few things like that, which, you know, I kind of remember remember back, you know, looking back on the last you know, three or four days. So, um, you know, that's always cool to see. Yeah, that, that's great. Kind of expands your, your notion of what's possible yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So th those who have an ear for accents will, will notice that you're, you don't have the Aussie like like Jeff, but you're actually from New Zealand. I'm wondering, has Lydia been an influence and a mentor for you, Lydia Ko? She has been 
a big influence on me for sure. Um, yeah, I think we're actually not too far in age, I think, but like, you know, just even when I was a junior, um, you know, 15, 14, 15, 16, that's when she was already on the world stage, you know. You know, I think she was ranked world number one, I think, as early as um, probably around that time. And I think, you know, she's probably the player that I look up to the most, you know, not just because she's from New Zealand, but, you know, just the amazing personality she has. And I've been lucky to kind of get to know her a little bit more this year. I managed to, you know, play in the um, Simone Asia Pacific Cup, which was a team's event. So myself and Lydia were able to, you know, be the uh, represent New Zealand in that event, which was amazing. I got to spend three days with her, play in the same group as her. And, yeah, she's just such a genuinely – like nice person that's always like you know that's wanting to help and you know yeah other than you know obviously want to be a player like her but also just kind of as a person she's someone that I really look up to so um she's been a massive influence to me just not just in golf but overall yeah I love that so, so Jeff, you know, the highlight of your week between the ropes was obviously a, a, a bogeyless uh, tour around Royal Melbourne, your your home course and the place that we, we know you love so much. And um, you weren't able to string four rounds together like that. But uh, as, as you're continuing to kind of scrape off the rust and get into a little more competitive mindset, what did you learn about where your game is and, and does, it, does it give you any optimism going forward? Um, my game is a long way away, I think. Um, I was I did enjoy Royal Melbourne. I always do. I like the the, the beauty I think of Royal Melbourne and courses like that um, is that if you know how to, it's so strategic that if you know how to play it, you can be playing poorly and have a good score. If you know how you do it, know what you're doing, and if you're playing, you could. If you don't know what you're doing, you could play well and have a bad score, which I kind of really like. It's more about knowing how to play the course rather than. We play so much golf that it's it's all about precision. You hit a good shot and you're rewarded. You hit a bad shot, you're punished. Um, mechanically speaking, just ex- it's an execution contest, whereas Royal Melbourne is more of a game of chess um, and it, it always sort of gets me excited. Yeah, my game's actually total crap, to be honest, but um, <laughs> there's signs, like there's some good stuff. I mean, I've just got so, – you get so much going on and when you're running – I'm not running this golf tournament by any means. Um, there's – a lot of people doing most of the heavy lifting, but there's way more going on just the last few weeks for this tournament than I normally would having a golf tournament. And I'd played golf twice, I think, since the Australian Open. So um, there was enough good stuff that I'm sort of got some positives. And I did um, I did get a little bit of it, as you always do at the end of a crap week, somewhere on the last two or three holes, you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> Why not just do that? So I'm leaving with like hope, which is always annoying, right? Um, but <laughs> exciting as well. So I've got something to go work on. I want to go hit balls now, actually, to be honest, because I've got actually an inkling of an idea that might uh, f- like uh, solve a few of the issues that I've been having. But anyway, um, it was okay. And it's so fun to play this. I'm just happy that everyone had a good time um, and that it's sort of some of what my is saying is – ringing like exactly what we want to hear how much everyone's learning watching everyone else play golf play these golf courses um it really is in the spirit of i mean there's a mentoring aspect but there's just a learning aspect and an experience aspect and there's no other golf tournament in the world where you're going to get to play 72 
great holes that are all different in a row, four days in a row, you know. Um, we got really fortunate with the weather. It would have kind of been nice to see a bit of wind get up a couple of times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just this, as I said, this tournament, we just kind of wanted a little bit of a, a nice experience and, hey, let's treat everyone at the end of the year and play four good courses and put everyone in the same thing and let's just have a bit of fun at the end of the year. And it's turned out to be there's so many extras to this tournament that I that we didn't imagine that are happening. So, um yeah, my golf is plenty of room for improvement, but there's, um, as I said, there was a couple of glimmers there towards the end. Like, Royal Melbourne was a fun day, and it's nice to know I can still play golf course like that okay, even when I'm not really playing super well. Um, but there were some glimmers there. I've got something to work on over Christmas and the next month, really, until I've got anything serious to play again, so we'll see. Um, to be, as, as always, to be continued. <laughs> I love to hear that. Well, obviously, the, the first playing of, of the Invitational last year, you threw it together really fast and pulled it off. But it was it was uh, you're sort of building the airplane while you're flying it. Uh, you had this whole year to refine the idea and and um, what's next. I mean, every, I'm sure every you learned a lot this week of things you want to apply. How, how do you see this evolving in, into the third annual playing a year from now? Yeah, I mean, look, well, there's no hurry. I think it's. Everyone who comes to play it is having a good time. You know, everyone comes to watch it's having a good time. The clubs are liking it. It's sort of ticking all the boxes that we wanted to achieve. So we just want to gradually improve and just keep investing in the tournament. It's not about it's not about raising squillions of dollars and paying lots of people and like having big grandstands and all that. It's not about that at all. It's just about making it a better experience for everyone who comes to play it and everyone who comes to watch it every year. So we'll there's as you do these things, you don't – problems, you don't – you can't foresee everything until they happen, you know. So, there's 10 or 15 or 20 little things that popped up this week that are just little things that we sort of noticed and we've taken a few notes and we'll just improve bit by bit. I mean, we improved a little bit more this year. Our organization was a little bit better. We had really good communication with the players, I thought, this year. Um, better balls on the range everyone got their yardage books and stuff at the start of the week and like we, we just did a few a few things that were just a little bit better and we'll just try to just keep doing that sort of keep investing in the event obviously try to i mean raise a bit more money so we can do all that sort of stuff but we just it, there's no rush we think i think the event's great everybody enjoys it we're just gonna just keep polishing and polishing and polishing and just hopefully we can keep this going for a really long time i mean these aren't the only four courses on the sandbelt there's there's a couple of clubs who are really putting their hand up hard to get involved. Um, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be hard to get rid of any. Um, <laughs> so there'll be discussions going forward. But the, the, some of these clubs uh, will be hosting big tournaments, and the year they may be hosting an Australian Open or something, maybe they they do that, and someone else comes in. And um, so we'll be sort of the clubs. It'll probably maybe end up sort of a rotation thing. But there's there's more than four elite courses on the sandbelt, you know, which is it's just a sign of how fortunate we are in Melbourne. So we'll just, yeah, just keep making incremental improvements. And as long as the players have a good time, everybody gets something out of it. The spectators have a good time. The clubs enjoy it. Um, we're winning, you know. So what if Qantas came to you tomorrow and said, okay, we want, we want to sponsor this. We'll give you a $5 million purse. And, uh would Obviously, you'd be happy, but maybe that's not what you envisioned. I mean... Uh, I've, I've made this parallel in print between, you know, you, 
Bobby Jones started a little tournament and it got kind of big. Um, that was in Georgia. And now you, we all know you love down the fairway and you have this kinship with Jones and now you've started this little tournament. I mean, do you fear it could get too big? Like that actually happened something like that? I don't fear about big, but I, I, they're just, we're just not going to compromise and sell out to get sponsorship. You know, I mean, what if, if, Jones and Clifford Roberts, they're genius and the Masters still to this day is they keep investing in the event, you know. They don't put signs on the sides of the fairways and they, they could have really, they barely market that tournament, you know. All their efforts go into making the tournament better and that's all we really want to do here. And we'd love massive purse and like all that sort of stuff but that, that'll that come in time if we keep doing a good job at making it a better and better tournament. So we just want to keep... You know, just there's no real crazy ambition except to just put on the best four rounds we can around the best four courses we can, you know. And if the players want to come, they want to come. We don't put any pressure on any big players to come play. We let them all know that it's on. Um, Cam winning is really, really exciting for us because he was probably the best player in the field, obviously, um, President's Cup player. Hopefully he goes back and whispers in the locker room that, hey, look, if you're not doing anything later in the year, that Sandbelt mm-hmm. tournament's a pretty good tournament. Um but yeah, we just get, we just want everyone to have a good time. We just want to keep um, just investing in the tournament, you know. And if 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 it elevates to something really big, that would be great because this on a big scale with everybody watching would be pretty cool, you know. Um, it's already really cool, you know. So we could only get better. So uh, we're not chasing any of that. We're just investing invested in making it as good an event as we can. I love that. Um, uh, Momoko, when, what did Cam say to you when it was over on the last green? Did you have any anything, any kind words? Oh, he, um, oh, it was nice actually. He kind of came up to me and said, hey, like great playing this week. And I was like, like you know, it, it's, it's just, you know, it's always cool to like have someone come up and say that to you, but to kind of hear that from a, um, a player, you know, of his, of his, um, level who has achieved so much you know it was really cool like you know like it was like oh cool like you know yeah you know he reckons that I've played kind of well as well you know and and that, that was a cool thing you know to hear that and you know yeah it just kind of summed up you know what I was able to you know do you know just playing three rounds with him as well and I guess he got to watch a bit of bit of my game and I got to watch uh, quite a bit of his game and stuff so um yeah that was really cool to hear <laughs> Yeah, there's an expression for that. Game recognized game. So, uh, uh, he was, yeah, had to have been impressed. Um, well, th- this this is neat. I'm, I really appreciate you taking the time to to share this this achievement with with our listeners. Um, any any parting uh, thoughts, Jeff? Before we let you go, I mean, as as you reflect back on a, a, a very successful week. Uh, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I think I've said it all. I said I think it went really well. We. Um... We, we sort of set out what we set out sort of the goal of the event is to have the best sort of players that we can find come and play the best courses that we have, you know, um, give everyone a great experience. Hopefully everybody learns a little bit. They have a bit of fun. Everyone gets inspired to maybe start fading it into right pins and drawing it into left pins and um, <laughs> learning as I, as I think I've said a couple of times this week. I mean, these courses make you a better golfer, you know, and they make you want to be a better golfer because, it's not just an execution contest. There's some brain involved and, yeah, the spin and the shaping and um, sort of thinking your way around the golf course and just playing off such good grass and putting on such good greens and just looking at such a beautiful hole, all of those sort of things. So um, 
total success from our point. We had a great finish, obviously great champions and a great contest at the end. Um, just looking forward to next year. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, all right. Well, that was Jeff Ogilvy and Mocha Kabori. I'm Alan Shipnuck. Thanks for listening to this uh, very special Fire Drill podcast from the Sandbelt Invitational. Uh, we will certainly uh, keep blowing it out on our channels the next few days with uh, videos and stories and everything else to celebrate this this really cool, unique tournament. So that's it for now. And uh, thanks for listening. I bet big and I played to win. Made a fortune when my ship came in. I ran the table, never thought I could fall. Then the winter time hit me like a cannonball. And now I can't shake this losing streak. Every road I take is a dead end street. I got thoughts in my head, can't get them out. Trying not to think what I'm thinking about. I got thoughts in my head, can't get them out. Trying not to think what I'm thinking about. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> Love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, Tanner girl, go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.